0: Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about New York City. (laughs) The only place in the world.
1: The best place to find big brother contestants.
0: Oh, yeah. Glenn.
1: (laughs) Tommy. Tommy. Chrissy. (laughs) Chrissy? Was
0: was she from New York? Yeah, wasn't
1: she? uh, Long Island?
0: Uh, She strikes me as very like chicago land Mm. area no because
1: she and tommy were like cousins or something
0: that's christy
1: yeah that's what i meant christy (laughs) (laughs) i was talking
0: about chrissy the queen
1: (laughs) yeah no she was from chicago (laughs) she was from chicago and her job was being like the mean waitress
0: at a a restaurant one of those restaurants i'm pulling up her <laughs> Big brother.fandom.wiki.com thing.
1: Oh, gosh. One day I'm just going to rewatch that whole season. Relive the good times.
0: Fun fact Chrissy is the first person to place third and be eligible to play a perfect game.
1: Oh. Wow. So close. So close. So close. But yeah, definitely
0: Chicago. Definitely Chicago.
1: Yeah, Chicago dog. Uh-oh. The bear Uh-oh. restarts tonight. Uh-oh. Today.
0: I found uh, Chrissy's Twitter, and I have horrible news. She's into cosplay.
1: That's okay. It could have been a lot worse. It, but Brett has a very particular anti cosplay. I do. I do.
0: <laughs> no cosplay. I Danielle and I had this conversation
1: In two or three weeks
0: ago. You were asking me about my type, mm-hmm. especially as I'm like on the apps and stuff, and I'm like, no cosplay.
1: Yeah, which I was like. Oh, it was very more specific than that. It was like, "What are your red flags?" What are my red
0: flags on the apps? Cosplay, yeah, yeah.
1: You said cosplay, and I was like, "For women, I think it's that he's like unemployed." It's like so much more broad. (laughs) (laughs) Yours is so specific.
0: (laughs) I just, sorry, ladies, but like, I don't want to kiss Cruella Deville. No, I don't want to kiss Cruella Deville, and you're gonna dress up like Cruella Deville or Ursula. A sea monster <laughs> or like a video game character with like weird blue lips. I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to kiss you.
1: <laughs> Me thinks thou dost protest too much.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I think you actually love that singer from the fifth element. <laughs> and you want don't want don't every girl cl- to dress like her.
0: Don't want to kiss a blue person.
1: (laughs) A smurfette. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: We love the fifth element here. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about today, Danielle? I actually have a long list okay good <laughs> I was just gonna just like run through a few different topics yeah let's uh, just, just like run the list through. the table of contents I was just gonna give go to the top table of contents and yeah. like all books all books should just be like our podcast where there's a table of contents right and then we don't get to half of them and they're like what <laughs> it said like yeah. it said like we're gonna explain this like math problem on page 76 I there never is no page 76
1: ever talked about the last thing he told me on apple plus even though I said I would weeks ago, starring what is that? Jennifer Garner. It's Jennifer Garner's show. Jennifer Garner has been included in the Hollywood Reporter's roundtable of actresses for television drama for this show. And this show, there's not a chance in hell anyone other than me and a couple people on Reddit watch this show. And
0: I That's only watched Apple. the first episode. Yeah, Apple, Apple TV+. Be like, yo, Hollywood Reporter, you're print media, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Get our girl on the show.
1: <laughs> I
0: on this never talked table. about. it.
1: It's almost up there with Benji the hunted as <laughs> something that I was meaning to talk about and had yet to talk about. I don't want
0: to know anything about this show. I do want to ask you, how do you feel about the Hollywood reporter roundtable photos when there's like they're all wearing just like great like shirts? suits. <laughs> Yeah. And suits. And it's like Adam Driver sitting next to Daniel Radcliffe sitting next to Steven Spielberg sitting next to like uh, Adam Devine. And they're all like hot. (laughs) And we're like, Uh, we're talking about real Hollywood stuff here. I love it. You know,
1: Vanity Fair's impact. Tina Brown's impact. If anyone hasn't read Tina Brown's Vanity Fair Diaries, the book, it is fabulous. She's really the reason so much of media is the way it is. We're... Vanity Fair was like, you know what? We're going to get a bunch of famous people and put them on the cover together. We're going to put Tom Cruise next to Harrison Ford.
0: Harrison Ford has like one foot on a ladder for some reason.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So Hollywood Reporter, Variety, they all said, yeah, we can do that too. And we're going to make them all sit and talk to each other and film it. And then the spiciest clips and sound bites are going to go viral. And that's a hit. That's what we call a hit.
0: I also love when the the cast of a television show is coming back for a new season. It's like season four of Better Call Saul or whatever. Like this didn't happen, but like just imagine it. And it's like the EW spread, the Vanity Fair spread. And they're all like dressed up in a specific theme. And it's mm-hmm. like Better Call Saul is back for season four. And it's the spread. It's got Bob. It's got Rhea. It's got uh, fucking Mike Trout, who is an actor <laughs> with a name. It's got Giancarlo, but they're all dressed up like King Arthur's court or something yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, a kid in King Arthur's court.
0: <laughs> and you're like, well, it doesn't have anything to do you with the show. It. No, you love But it's the just theme. like, all these the actors circus. are here and there's a theme. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a circus. Life's a circus. <laughs> it's like. On the set of Better Call Saul season yeah. four.
1: I love it. I love it. I love when they, that's to me, is Hollywood. That's Hollywood, baby. I want to see Back, a high production value photo shoot to promote. This show. Okay, this is a very silly little tangent, but I must bring it up because I just watched this clip. Have you, and we're talking about Apple TV Plus. Have you heard of The Crowded Room?
0: I mean, I've been in New York for three weeks. I've certainly been in some crowded trains, (laughs) planes, and elevators.
1: Well, The Crowded Room is a new TV show on Apple TV Plus starring Spider Man himself, Tom
0: Holland. (laughs) First of all, what's amazing is you can say starring Spider-Man himself. And the mind will go to four or five different actors.
1: Yeah. But it's Tom Holland. This is Tom Holland's... This was supposed to be, I think, his, like, I can do things other than Spider-Man show.
0: That was Cherry. Cherry? Cherry. Cherry? Cherry. (laughs) cherry tom holland did some show on or some movie on apple tv plus called like cherry and then cherry that's not tom
1: holland oh it is tom who was it
0: and then they tweeted (laughs) out when when they were announcing (laughs) cherry they were like here it is the poster for cherry and there was some glitch on like the export that no one saw and it said like (laughs) churg on it And then whatever network or app was putting out, I and mean, there's like they're like, no, it's not called Churg. We like posted this just like corrupted file.
1: It's because no one wanted to watch Cherry. No one wanted to watch Cherry. It's Apple TV Plus too. It's stupid, freaking Joe Russo and Anthony Russo, those losers. Oh my god, Cherry! I had never even heard of this. Okay, let me just give you the, Let me just say. Cherry, played by Tom Holland, drifts from college dropout to army medic in Iraq, anchored only by his one true love, Emily. However, after returning from the war with PTSD, his life spirals into drugs and crime as he struggles to find his place in the world. What? Okay, yeah. No, I've never heard of this at all. Ever. They just try to bury the Russo brothers stuff. I'm convinced everyone bought some and then they all went, wait, we don't actually like this. We can't even get through this to make sure that Cherry isn't called Churg. Like, just ship it. Just ship it. I'm tired of seeing Cherry. And then Crowded Room.
0: (laughs) Okay. It looks like it said Churk. (laughs) C-H-E-R-K.
1: Okay, well, here's the synopsis for *Crowder* in Manhattan in the summer of 1979, a young man is arrested for a shocking crime, and an unlikely investigator must solve the mystery before it become behind it before the true criminal strikes again. Okay, so he's innocent, Tom Holland innocent, but so (laughs) I guess it's getting like really bad reviews like really bad reviews of the people who've actually seen it of which I know no one no one has ever actually seen it <laughs> but so you so said Tom two Holland. shows
0: this the Jennifer Lawrence not Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer Garner show and this one I'm like I have no idea what you're talking
1: about exactly it was made Tom Holland still has to go and promote this show, much like how Jennifer Garner has to do a roundtable, even though all the other actresses are like, and what were you on? Alias? Like, why are you here? Anyway, Tom Holland did this yeah, are clip. Yeah, we doing a
0: roundtable for the Capital <laughs> One commercials.
1: <laughs> so Tom Holland's doing this promo clip and he's he goes, he's talking about like a British football team, Tom Holland's British and he's like i really love this team cuz they're losers and as a star of a show that everyone has deemed a loser it's getting the worst reviews of my life like he's saying this in the Good for he's him. like and yet i have to keep promoting it it's like i i couldn't believe what i was seeing this kid saying this promoting this show that i guess everyone hates
0: isn't that just like the final hail mary in the pr person's <laughs> Quiver where like the Apple PR person's like, okay, uh no one has ever heard of or even clicked on this show. We have the data. <laughs> Talk about how much you hate it. Talk about how much it sucks. Like maybe yeah. someone will notice it.
1: <laughs> notice me, King. Notice me. <laughs> Does the king reply back? <laughs> like, okay. So so I just had to bring that up. All right. Anyway, we're going to go through all the... This is the show. We're just going to talk about pop culture things that have popped into our tiny little teeny little bit of mini I love mini this sh-
0: episode so far.
1: Um, but we should talk about something that we did both watch, which is The Idol.
0: We need to come back to The Idol. Yeah. The show's not great. I think it's great. <laughs> I...
1: I think it's I love watching compelling. it.
0: <laughs> I was like screaming, laughing at points. And at this point now, because of like the stuff that's been said about the weekend behind the scenes, that he was kind of like a minor part of the show and like got the first showrunner fired. So like the new showrunner, which is like himself, would like write him into it more. Uh-huh. The fact that now for two episodes in a row, there is like a weekend song that is yeah. in the episode. I am convinced that Jocelyn is the weekend and mm. this is a show about the, what the weekend thinks of himself and what the weekend thinks of art like there,
1: yes this show it for is sure not is.
0: this show is not like some what some creator who was hired by a creator it's not some writer uh it's not what Sam Levinson thinks about art and commerce uh, commerce, pop culture, music. Yes. It's not what a writer thinks. It's what the weekend thinks. And I think that is so interesting.
1: I love it.
0: And what I'm also I I think the show is like the show is like an Ouroboros of itself. It's like a it's like a Russian doll of itself. I think one of the most interesting things happens that happens in this episode is they call back to like the drama of the first episode which is that someone has posted online a photo of the main character jocelyn with what appears to be male ejaculate on her face shall we say yes and there's hubbub over how are we going to stop this? What's our response going to be? How do we do this? It's our PR person. It's our manager. They're dealing with this thing. And then they bring it back to that in this episode. And they're like, oh, you know what? There's a whole the whole second half of this episode is like what is truly transgressive art? Like it has to be so risky that you don't know what's gonna happen. Because even if you've if something is a calculated risk, then you've calculated the risk and you know you have some expectation of of what's gonna happen. Right. And like what is safe and what is completely unexpected and completely transgressive in the eyes of pop culture and the media or whatever. So they they're deciding, should we make this photo? the cover of her new album. Right. And I think that this show, the idol is the weekend's version of like the come photo, right? Where it's like, (laughs) it's not good. It's not good. It's a bad thing, but it's, is it by being so transgressive, does that become true art? Right, because it's so bad that like it, and it's so outside of the norm of what we're expecting that we have to that that is the true risk, and that that is true art, rather than you know something that's kind of only risky in the expected HBO drama sort of way. I'm probably not explaining this very well. But I get you know what, what I'm you're saying?
1: saying. I'm not sure if I agree, but I get what you're saying, and um, I think it's an interesting point. It's an interesting theory. Uh, I just don't know if I agree. I think that this is a show, I've said this before, where I guess The weekend Maybe and Sam Levison both said, let's watch Basic Instinct and Showgirls and make the pop music version, TV show, HBO version of that for 2023 that hasn't existed yet. And they put their two little heads together and this is what came out. And I, for one, enjoy it. I think it's fun. I do think, and I think it's, like, much better than people give it credit for. Like, I, everyone's saying, like, Lily-Rose Depp isn't that good. I think she's excellent. I think she's, she's incredible. such a good actress. And I think this episode, her character, who previously I was, like, very mad on this character, had such growth or showed very a very different side of her. Like, during the dinner scene that Brett is talking about. These two guys are trying to convince her to make that picture her album cover. And she's like not into it. And she's not afraid to tell them, yeah, well, I've been in this industry for 10 years and you just got here. And she's a little, little like stand up to them, little boss girl. I loved it. I thought it was a really interesting new aspect of her performance. And I think what you said before of like, oh, that's actually the weekend is very interesting. Now I'm going to watch it thinking about that.
0: I think he think it's obvious think that his character he, is it's obvious his character is like the bad guy of the show. He yeah, is his character is
1: very obviously the bad guy.
0: Yeah, like they're literally he knows it too. It's literally turning into a like true crime sort of show. It's going to yeah. be about like what happens with this guy who they're like talking about he's a record producer but is sort of like a cult leader. Like it's moving in that direction. But I think everything that the show is and the main character does is like what the weekend thinks about his own career. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's go- I'm not saying that stuff is good or even right. I'm just saying that it's a point of view, yeah, yeah,
1: it's a very I, specific point of view, which I'm enjoying uh, watching.
0: I also I, think because uh, this ha- this episode has had the same you know, trajectory that the other few have had, where it's like, it starts off in this kind of this, like, darkly fun, you know, day in the life of this character and her lackeys, her employees, the people who buzz around her, who orbit around her. And then it turns into the weird, like, weekend sex dungeon show in the second half, which was culminated by this montage of her getting spanked with a hairbrush that has a lot of uh, emotional meaning to it. What struck me by that stuff was like because I as an adult watching it and I'm like, who wants that? I don't want to be spanked by a hairbrush. I don't want to kiss Cruella DeVille. I want to sit on my couch and eat coffee ice cream, get a hug. Uh, But watching it, I was struck by and I was thinking about Sam Levinson. I was like, why the hell is Sam Levinson doing this? And I was thinking about Euphoria and I was like, oh, you know what? It made me think about Aaron Sorkin actually, because like what Aaron (laughs) Sorkin, I'm going to bring it back. What Aaron Sorkin is really good at, the West Wing is awesome. It's like, is it like problematic now? Absolutely. (laughs) But like the West Wing and a few other things, social network, a Few Good Men, but The West Wing was like really the greatest sustained period of Sorkin. And what was great about it is like the way he writes is so elevated that it sounds stupid when it's a bunch of producers who work at a cable network Or you're like, well, why are you talking like this? Mm-hmm. Sir, sir, we've killed Osama bin Laden. That's like, <laughs> dumb. But when it's the president saying it, when it's yeah. the chief of staff saying it, it like- it, The self-importance it, makes sense. Yeah, like it feels like it's King Arthur's court. It feels like it's regal or royal in some sort of way that it's elevated. So bringing it back to Sam Levinson, this show makes sense if it's what you think like a teenager thinks real life is like, which is why Euphoria might be the perfect distillation of what Sam Levinson does, because Euphoria does not really attempt to be an honest or real representation or natural representation of real life it's super heightened it matches the emotions of these super hormonal teenagers who think everything is life or death Mm. and it really works for euphoria in a way that if it's a bunch of adults who work in the music industry and like think that they need to get smacked on the bum with a hairbrush you're like this doesn't totally clock this doesn't totally make sense to me it feels like what a teenager thinks is really like emotional and important and that makes me think that Levinson like this is not Levinson's like true work it's it's euphoria
1: mm. well I just really loved how The Weekend pronounced it carte blanche
0: yes <laughs> yes I, think- I screamed when that happened
1: I think the weekend's in on the joke. I think everyone wants to dunk on the weekend and say like, like the media hates the weekend. They really do. I'm still kind. Of, I actually wasn't even team weekend before the show is turning and turning me into team weekend because I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think this is a fun show. Um, I think he's given Lily Rose Depp a, a tremendous star vehicle. Even though, yeah, the stuff she's doing in the show, I'm like. I hope they did have an intimacy coordinator on set because hey yay yeah. yay, hey yay yay. Um, but I can't
0: wait till Lily is on like some other show <laughs> or like put her in a Tom Holland movie. Make them yeah. uh, Cat, uh, Elizabeth Taylor and whoever she was. Richard dating. Burton. Yeah, make them that, Yeah, make like them weird. <laughs> Why are they so skinny? I don't know, but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think she's got a great career ahead of her. Anyway, so we like, we are the only pro the idol podcast out there. I'm sure there are
0: others. I'm sure there's others, but I'm sure it's like, no, (laughs) we live in Monaco. There's not many people here in Monaco. Mm -hmm. You drive four miles and you're like in Switzerland now or some other country. I don't know geography, but when you're here, yeah. We don't have your family. Your family. (laughs) It's no, but everyone is hot, everyone is rich, and that's where we live. We live in uh, and we like living there.
1: You know what? It's not a sin to say, I like watching a show with hot people doing hot people things. That's not a sin. If that's a sin, HBO is going to hell, and everyone who has it is going to hell. So there you go.
0: Where should we go from here?
1: So I do. We went to hell. Let's go to heaven. Let's reach for the stars. Because I just have a Danny's recommendation. Okay. You know, on these hot summer nights, sometimes you need something before bed. You need to watch something before bed that gets you in the right mindset. The idol is not it. The idol is really not it.
0: No, oh, I know but where you're going.
1: You need something relaxing. You need something where everyone's on a ship. <laughs> A spaceship
0: <laughs> uh, a different ship we we'll get to the other ship it's later.
1: called star trucks the next generation so i have acquiesced and started watching full episode. just one full episode of this a night before bed is dr danny's prescription for a good night's sleep because no one in this show ever gets mad <laughs> they're all talking at the exact same they all talk the exact same way like, we need a term for the way, the cadence, the tone, the pitch. It's all the same on this show. And th- it's like, everyone is morally good. Or maybe there's one bad alien, but they're very easily dealt with.
0: Yeah, they're like, I will <laughs> go into a conference room and talk with you about this. <laughs> and so we yeah, find a resolution. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and it's just like, there's no music. The show God has damn it, no Picard, scoring. I want to kill every human. <laughs>
0: But we can discuss this over a martini <laughs> and a game like, of chess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't believe how relaxing it is. Like, I I I'll fall asleep almost every night like watching this and, my, and then I go upstairs and I have a beautiful night's sleep because I'm just, it puts you in the right, it resets your entire body. Your whole system is ready to go to sleep after you watch an episode of Star Trek.
0: I have been watching it, not every night, but I, I have a t- television in my room and I have a little app on the Apple TV called Pluto TV. <laughs> and on this app, you just, there's all these free television stations. Ooh. And one of them just, there's now two, there are now two that just constantly play a loop of Star Trek episodes. there's, many series. It'll play the original, it'll play Voyager, it'll play... No, it has to be Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, but Next Generation, like, they'll go months on one of the channel with only playing TNG, and it is quite... It's, like, quite relaxing. relaxing. (laughs) I've been, like, I can't even do a full episode. I'm, like, by halfway through, I'm, like, falling asleep or whatever. And
1: there's no... Because the sound, you have to, like, the sound design of the show is, like... Very even keeled. There's never like a large crash. It's just when they go from room to room, it's very relaxing. Like it's just like when
0: they (laughs) shoot each other, it's like (laughs) they
1: don't shoot (laughs) each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's really, really incredible. So just that's if you if you're out of melatonin, I just highly recommend some Star Trucks.
0: Um this is just the natural segue. I'm sorry. You don't want to talk about it. We can we can move on. But we did get a question from yeah. the saboteur. We have to remain. We have to go from the stars to the depths, and we have to remain mm-hmm. in the ship. We have to talk about the submarine.
1: I know the submarine gripped the nation. It's like, how can you not? We. It's like we are doing this episode on Friday, June 23rd. Yesterday was the day where they said that they'd run out of ox- oxygen, but now it came out that the ship actually probably imploded, like, very quickly. Right? Didn't it implode yeah. early
0: on? Yeah, like on Sunday. like
1: Which is a good thing. It sounds really dark to say, but that's it the seems best like way it, to go. It,
0: it seems like it imploded, like, literally the moment that they lost communication with it. Right. Which was, like... 2 hours into the damn thing and we spent an entire week getting news out of it. I literally maybe it's cuz I'm sleeping in a weird bedroom that I'm not used to cuz I'm still on the east coast. I part of this was like there's like a bit of like Darwin Award Schadenfreude to like the the like stupid tech CEO who's like yeah uh safe well, stuff course. like Safety regulations is like goes in direct uh, conflict to like advancement of technology or whatever. Like,
1: of course, there's it's a shot Florida
0: of that. That is humorous, and it's like just interesting. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. Faci-
1: oh my god, what a tremendous it's fascinating. story! Yeah
0: trust me, there's so we can talk about this for three hours and like not scratch the surface of like all the different things it applies. there's there's a great conversation to have about like why we care about this and why we don't care about refugees at sea, why literally like Western countries that we think of as like allies is against the law to like help a boat full of refugees. We're not talking about that. We can talk about it, think about it, read about it. But this is so interesting. I feel bad. I feel bad for everybody. I want everybody to live forever. Not everybody. <laughs> Not everybody. But yeah. like, there's <clears throat> a shot in it to the, the CEO guy who like, just clearly didn't listen to anybody or fired the people who said, this is like super unsafe. I feel bad. I feel bad for the young man who passed away. I, I, yeah. Yeah. i I mean i even feel bad for the billionaires like there's a bit of like they knew the risk they were taking that one of the guys paid elon musk or or not or jeff bezos or richard branson to go in one of his space things this guy was in space on one of those like space rockets for like for like citizen for like regular tourists a few months ago this dude loved that shit honestly it's crazy because I would never go on one of these ocean things, but I would go on one of these space things. And I literally have said to my family, first of all, I don't have 250K, but if I did, I would do it. And if I died, know that I would die happy. Like for me to die in space would be fantastic. Like we oh all have God. to die eventually. No. And I actually would be happy about it. Ugh. So I don't, I feel bad. I, I did stay up at night, like all week, being like, Jesus fucking Christ, if I had to go five, days in this thing slowly suffocating and not eating and like having to piss everywhere yeah i i would like try and strangle myself like i don't know if i could survive so i am i am happy that it was literally like instantaneous for these people and they they felt nothing but it is such a crazy media event and such a crazy occurrence don't go in the fucking ocean
1: I know, but it's, like, the people who really need to learn that lesson aren't going to learn that lesson. Because that's the other—the discussion that I'm seeing a lot, of course, is, like, we are—and I'm not saying myself, but I'm royal we—we're allowed to make fun of these people. It's a small group of people. They chose their fate. Like, the rich are very clear—like, as a class, are. Tend to push the limits because they think they're better or invincible or that their wealth makes mm-hmm. them like less vulnerable than the rest of us. So that's a discussion that's being had. And then on the other side, everyone's like, okay, but still five lives were lost. Think of the families affected, which is also very valid. On a personal note, as a parent, wa- this is back when we thought then when before it was imploded, when I was like, all I can, when I saw that there was a father and son in that thing. And it seemed like they were just sitting there waiting. All I could think about as a parent is like, oh my God, imagine you paid. You paid to watch your kid realize that they're gonna die in front of you. Mm -hmm. Your 19 year old is never gonna like graduate college, meet the love of their life. Like, I just couldn't bear the thought. I couldn't think about it. So I am very relieved. I know who cares if I'm relieved, but I'm very relieved that it imploded because that honestly is a torture that I cannot imagine. I was, I'm sorry I was relieved to get sad. as well. I'm sorry to get sad on the no. podcast, but it's true. It's very, very upsetting to think about.
0: I was relieved as well. I as like as funny as it was. And again, it's and there are and some funny, funny. There
1: are some funny memes. There are I, some funny things. I, I've heard oh, my said. God.
0: <laughs> the shit on TikTok this week has been like <laughs> iconic with the memes and stuff about this.
1: I mean, even some of the stuff on network TV has been kind of tasteless and funny. Like the countdown till the oxygen runs out that one of the networks had, it was crazy. This like, that's a sick society that does that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I was so relieved when I found out that it imploded, but then this other thing happened where they're like, the U.S. government has known since, like, instantly that it imploded. James and like, Cameron knew instantly. James Cameron is going <laughs> on television? He was like, I emailed some people? And they were like, yeah, it imploded. How come We're the nobody- last to know. <laughs> How come we did... Th- I'm just a little bit confused about why we did the dance. And especially, like, in this time of conspiracy theories right no trust alternate towards truth institutions. and yeah. counts all the votes and count some of the votes count every third vote why did we let this go on and like create like every time you do this it creates an opportunity it creates this branch for like 75 people online to go fucking crazy about it and, like, think that something crazy was happening. Like, case in point, there was a report maybe Tuesday or Wednesday that, like, oh, someone picked up some uh, clanging, some banging, and it was, like, on, it was, like, on, like, every half hour or something like that. It kind of resembled what, like, a trapped submarine might, like, people inside a trapped submarine might do. So... If why did we let that charade go on? Because now, even though we know it imploded, there's going to be a QAnon of where the banging come from. Yeah. No, they were alive the entire time and they're covering up because we allowed the banging. We allowed the banging story to have life for, for a day. Yeah. There was the whole thing of like the government knows because I don't, I mean, it's funny because I like work in audio for a living, and I'm holding a microphone right now. I don't know how you like put a microphone in the ocean and like <laughs> be like, "Oh, ocean, I just listen." But there, right. there was a report yesterday that like the our, our government has microphones <laughs> in the ocean. Cool, listens to the Little Mermaid soundtrack featuring um, Aquafina. Aquafina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they knew instantly because they picked it up. Why the, but it was like a top secret microphone or whatever. And so they just kind of sat on it. So why did they let the Coast Guard just like spin in circles for like two days and like fly a bunch of planes all over the place, which cost money? Hey, the Canadian government was involved. We got the Canadian Coast Guard and Canadian Air Force involved flying planes around it and like wasting everybody's money. Why don't you just be like, oh yeah, sorry. It's done. Because it's like, is the calculus like, well, we need to keep this microphone that's gonna be reported out in four freaking days anyways, secret? So we're just gonna waste 30 million dollars on this? I don't know. Stuff like that. Like I'm just a little bit confused. Like, why do you especially like especially if you're like the Joe Byron administration, like (laughs) (laughs) why do you let this shit fester and turn into an opportunity for assholes and crazy people on the internet to be like it's a government cover-up like i don't whose think anything's a cover-up i think people are just this, stupid
1: whose jurisdiction did this fall under was it like people to judge because it's tra- transportation like no I, don't get
0: it. <laughs> I mean i think it was i think it was like a train that's pete <laughs> <laughs> okay but well, since it's a little sub, it's- no it's international waters like oh. the u.s and canadian coast guards were like Kind of hanging around there because it's like, well, it's like kind of seven hundred miles off of like the northeast, you know, parts of U.S. Finan. and Newfoundland. So like, yeah. you know, let's get our guys out there. Like, uh, like Turkey wasn't in getting involved, right? You know, they're a little bit far away. So like,
1: everyone because people really love a rescue tale, especially people are very optimistic that people are going to get rescued.
0: I watched a, like, 45-minute YouTube documentary about the boys who got the soccer team that got trapped in yes, the cave exactly. and how they were rescued. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. And I'm not, like, a... I don't think of myself as a claustrophobia guy. Like, because right. there are some claustrophobia people who see a regular elevator, and they're right. like, I guess I'm not going into this hotel or whatever. Right. Like, I can go in an elevator. It'd be fine. Hey, if the elevator stops for, like, five minutes I think I'll probably be cool too but anything above that I'm probably gonna start freaking out a little bit which is probably just more of a natural response Mm -hmm. than like like some sort of deep-seated claustrophobia yeah but holy crap you think oh some people got lost in a cave maybe there was like a pot of honey in there and like a bear (laughs) freaking cave system and like Sorry, I apologize Uh, was it the the Philippines or Thailand yeah yeah sorry it was Thailand I apologize for mixing up those countries um Bad American. Mm-hmm. I holy, oh, it was like, oh, they had to go like miles and miles deep. And there's parts of the thing that when it's flooded are underwater, but aren't flooded when they walked in. And like they had to, like, the chill when they found the kids, they had to because there was like no way to train them because only like f- seven people in the world were trained to get to how, however, the fr- fuck they got to where they got to, right. In the conditions of like how much water there was in the cave. They couldn't train the kids to do this. So they had to bring like drugs and they literally like knocked the kids unconscious and strapped them to like a gurney with a oxygen tank on it to get them through different parts of it. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, YouTube.com, I believe, so is the I website that I had really, this.
1: Really, this is not me blaming the victims at all. I'm asking out of curiosity. Are you
0: talking about the kids or the sub,
1: of the kids. Why okay. were they? Why were they in the cave?
0: They were. It was like a soccer practice, and they were all like in a soccer team. And like, I, I don't know, for some reason, like that's like how they stupid. get in there. I don't know. It's like a cave, like in their like neighborhood, and like kids would run in and play. I, for, oh, you're from Toronto and New York. I'm from LA and New York. We don't. Got freaking caves! The only cave we got is the Creaking Cave, Long Island City, where you can <laughs> see improv comedy and sketch comedy and nightly. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just didn't. I never. I don't, rea- under, I don't
0: know understand I've, how this works as well. But like, apparently, you just like go into caves if you live in caves near caves because like this is
1: it's part of your neighborhood.
0: Yeah, but like, okay. this is what the entire plot of the show Dark on Netflix is about. It's like, oh yeah, this is the caves. You know, after you go in here, take your soccer ball into the cave.
1: OK, I, I just like, didn't
0: know. And it's not like a cave that's like a single room where a bear lives. Yeah, it's like. A network of just these like tubes and walks, walkways, and it's like at a certain point, there's like literally no way to figure out where you came from.
1: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't go too far, but, but I, you know, also, kids are curious.
0: They yeah, kids are curious, but also it started raining during that time. so like the water the water level was rising in certain parts and to move away from the water they they kept going inward and kept trying to find a different way out, but the water was like forcing them further and further in, and they kept getting more and more lost so crazy, yeah, Anyways, that was another
1: that t- that Christ gripped Dad. the nation as well, that tale,
0: like oh yeah, we,
1: I think we just love rescue, that's the thing, and that's why. I don't know why they didn't just tell everyone that, that it imploded when it did, but I understand why the media ran with it when they thought that it hadn't, because it's like people want to see people rescued because they want to believe if this ever happened to me, I would be rescued. Yeah. And unfortunately, this time it that did not pan out. But lucky for all of us, we're never going to be in this situation. Don't go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: If you want to get rescued, go someplace where you're going to get rescued. Go to a swimming pool with a lifeguard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Go on a plane. Like, don't let this stop you from taking a plane. Yes, we know that planes can p- possibly make crash landings, but I think you're going to get found if you're in a plane.
0: They have. Well, they also have, like, actual pilots and actual, like, technology there and to find the plane.
1: Other than that one. We've only together. lost
0: there's one plane.
1: There's that plane. Oh, now I'm That's thinking of the one. plane. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. What else do we have to talk about?
1: So, I, I I do have more on my list.
0: Okay, yeah, great.
1: There's, speaking of things being lost, I did watch a movie called Lost in America by Albert Brooks. <laughs> so, the, it's a movie during Albert Brooks' golden reign on Hollywood. Like, he just had this string of films where yeah. everyone was like, give Albert Brooks money to do whatever the hell he wants.
0: Let him kiss Meryl Streep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We didn't watch that one. I might, I might rent that one later this weekend. But so Albert Brooks and his wife Julie Hagerty, who is a lost Mara sister, she's like the comedic Mara sister. Um, she, <laughs> they both decide to like quit their jobs in corporate America and buy a Winnebago and travel across America and like use their nest egg to just which is they get into the numbers which i find very interesting in this movie they're very specific about like they can buy the winnebago for 40k they have 180k left in their nest egg. and that's enough for them to live off of for the rest of their lives
0: i am looking at pictures of julie haggerty in the in the 80s w- like just totally like i'm in williamsburg brooklyn right now like mm-hmm. i would catch her there and i would be like she fits Yo. right in
1: she Can I right buy in.
0: you a hibiscus lemonade?
1: <laughs> well, and also he is definitely so, a Mara sister. He is so <laughs> Seth Rogen coded. I'm like, like mm. he's so modern, and it, his performance is so modern. I know the 80s weren't that long ago, or was it 70s even? Whatever,
0: 85 it was. is yeah, this is lost in America.
1: It's not that long ago, but he just feels like he could be, if he stayed the same look, he could be transported and put into a Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow movie and not miss a beat. Like, he's the same.
0: And I haven't seen this movie, but I always felt, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, wasn't there like sort of like an intellect? isn't he like, not bad Woody Allen, not the other (laughs) stuff he did, but isn't it sort of like Woody Allen, like, Seth Rogen crossed with Woody Allen where they're sort of like, he's like intellectual and sensitive and like an overthinker yes, in a way that Seth Rogen, yes. Seth Rogen is not.
1: And like very, very um stream of consciousness. His performance is so natural. It feels like you're like, oh, he's really saying this. Like, this is him. And I'm sure he's writing the character to be as similar to himself. But I thought it was good. I mean, the movie is not does, doesn't have the scope I thought it would have. I thought they were going to go to like a bunch of different states. They only go to like 3.
0: <laughs> but- oh, no, it's like uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but they're like, yeah. oh, there's one where like there's a pizza on the wall and Yeah, they the don't the do movie. much.
1: They really don't do much. <laughs> it's a very talky movie. Um but I still enjoyed it. And I just thought it's a it's a good time time Capsule of the 80s. I'm talking about all the prices of things. They buy a house in LA for 450K. A beautiful oh, wow.
0: house. Oh, that yeah. must have been a huge house. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they the and he makes 100K a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I watched that and that's the recommendation. I also, of course, watched the first two episodes of the new Sexy City season. And just like that, season two. And can I just say, ladies and gentlemen, we're so back. We are so back. That's what I hear. We are back. I mean, it is two great episodes of everything you love in Sexy City. They got sex. They got great outfits, great apartments, great hair. They go to the Met Gala. It's, for some reason, Che Diaz has a sitcom and Tony is playing her dad. So we've got the LA, the LA representation as well. It's so good.
0: I've heard... A combination of words associated with this new season of Sex in the City slash and just like that, that I need to investigate. Okay. And those words are, I'm going to wait for you to finish your sparkling water.
1: It's kombucha.
0: Podcaster slash fuck buddy.
1: Yes. Yes. They are, there's a podcast. No one
0: can fuck anyone who has a podcast. I'm sorry.
1: I disagree. And there's a podcast. Not only Carrie hosts a podcast, but then Brett, you're gonna love this. She she doesn't want to um, do any of the ad copy for this one product. And the producer, the, own, uh, the like network exec, is like, "Please do it. We are like the podcast world is changing, and we might go out of business." And Carrie's like, "No, I don't want to." And then the next day, they're all clearing out their desks because they got bought out and laid off. <laughs> so then, but Carrie's iconic. rich, so she doesn't care. She's like, "Oh, my hobby, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't it's matter iconic. to her." Yeah, I
0: haven't seen enough of the show. Like, I've seen a bunch of episodes of the original and thought it was good. Oh, is she rich then?
1: No. She's
0: just a writer. She's she's in her
1: 50s now. No, but she's had two hit books and she is the widow of a very rich man. Okay. So she is fine financially. Like everyone, that's the thing. All of the women in the show are rich. Like let's not... It's not friends where it's supposed they're not in their 20s and struggling. They're 50, they made their millions. They live in New York still in great apartments, you know, like they are
0: rich. But they lived in great apartments to begin with. Her apartment cuz it was like the
1: Her apartment it was, was like chic the sort for of
0: sure. L, like New York rom-com thing of like I'm young, I'm in the city, can I write for your magazine? No, but yes and like you have a great apartment.
1: Well, I thought her apartment was always pretty good because, like, it it seemed like she had a dinosaur position anyway, where she was a columnist. And columnists, I do think, make decent money. So, or they did at some point. According to Tina Brown's Vanity Fair Diaries. <laughs> they Again, made yeah, pretty here we already got Tina Brown's second
0: <laughs> time we referenced that.
1: But so so I think it made sense. I think her apartment probably actually made sense for her. Charlotte married Rich, so she had a great apartment. Miranda was a partner at a big law firm, so she had a ton of money. They were always in their thirties and successful. So I know people want to see like the girls' apartments. But these were not the girls. They were Sex in the City women. They had careers. They had things. They lived out.
0: in Manhattan,
1: not Greenpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I, I don't, I, I love, I, I love the, um, what's the word? The aspirational tone. Sure. I mean, sure. these women are so beautiful. They added like a bunch of new cast members last for the, for this show because they were like, oh, we can't just Tom have Holland. white people. <laughs> yeah, it's on Holland's. <laughs> So they added these great new cast members and they're so hot and their apartments are so amazing. And they all wear extra, like, it's like every outfit is better than the last. I just, I'm very much enjoying it. Yes. There is a podcast storyline, but I think it's over now because they went out of business because (laughs) Carrie wouldn't read the ad copy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Carrie's like, I, I don't know what a Casper mattress is. And I don't (laughs) want to know.
1: Yeah, exactly. That would have been perfect if that was it. Cause you also know, you know that her husband died riding a Peloton. Oh, that's how he died. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, no, watch. I heard about
0: that when you told it to me a year ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The only other thing that I watched was House.
0: I <laughs> thought Factor, you watched, uh, but
1: also Platonic.
0: Platonic. I yes. thought you were going to move into Platonic because you referenced Seth Rogen during yes. our Albert Brooks segment.
1: Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne in Platonic Fab. I love it. I think it's a great show.
0: I'll check it out. I mean, I, I nervously, I texted you because I was nervous about it. It was called platonic. And I was like, this is a setup. This it's is a not. setup. It is not platonic. One of them's going to want, maybe both of them's going to want it to not be platonic. But they can They can't because of where they are in their lives. One of my, I like this movie a lot, but it causes me a lot of stress. Just even thinking about it is the movie Drinking Buddies with.
1: Oh, yeah. Jake Which Johnson. Which I saw. I just Olivia remember them Wild. drinking. Yeah.
0: Ron Livingston. <laughs> I think Anna Kendrick is the fourth person in it. Of course. <laughs> Which she is. is a, yeah, she's in everything. <laughs> Which is like these platonic co workers who are like really close friends at work, but like there's sort of like a, um, but are we actually perfect for each other? Like romantically sort of way, but each of them has a partner already. That movie's great.
1: They work in a beer. Which yeah, is also similar to Platonic because he, Seth Rogan, owns a brewery slash
0: bar. I don't understand how anyone owns anything. Well Can we just transition into this? I don't understand how anyone owns anything. I know part of this is just like a lie of like people just like saying like people like make a website and they're yeah. like, I'm an owner. Yeah. And I'm on these I'm on these apps a lot. I'm also on Raya. So there's a lot of <laughs> a like a lot people. of owners on Raya. There's a lot of people who's like. It's like it says like there's a little like subtitle for your like career or title or whatever, and it's just like owner CEO, and it's like, yeah, not of Ford, <laughs> not of no. Dow Chemical, no, no, uh,
1: maybe they own. Well, their how, own. What are you
0: the CEO of? What are you the CEO of? What are you the CEO of? It's
1: the CEOification of America. Everyone's the CEO of something. You're the CEO of this podcast, Brett. And I'm the COO.
0: I'm the COO. You're I'm right. You are both. the COO.
1: But I'm the CCO. Yeah, you're the
0: CMO. You're the CMO. Yeah, I'm the CMO. C-L-O. <laughs> What's L? Legal.
1: Okay, yes.
0: <laughs> um, I This happened to me like a few years ago. I was like out with some like newer male friends of mine, something that doesn't happen.
1: No, that's good.
0: And, uh, I'm out and it was like a a male friend of mine who I got to know. And then he invited me out to a movie with some other friends of uh, his, who I had not met. So I had only known this one guy and it was like one of the first times I'd even really hung out socially with this guy on my own. And I'm kind of introducing myself to these other guys. And, uh, and they're all like roughly my age. Maybe they're a little bit older, but this was like five years ago. And I asked one guy, I'm like, hey, "What do you do?" Like, "What do you, what do you, you know, that's what guys do." And he's like, "Oh, I work in uh, restaurants." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. So you're like, you're a waiter or a bartender or something?" He's <laughs> like, "No, I own multiple restaurants." And he was like my age, and I was cool. like, "I don't." And you know, from I that, I was like, "I don't trust." this guy <laughs> how do you own restaurants yeah how do you own it I don't know anything about this guy did he didn't ever explain ask. I didn't keep asking because I was like so embarrassed by by being like oh so you're a waiter <laughs>
1: <laughs> you negged him Brett
0: I know I'm good you unwittingly negged yeah. him I am I know
1: <laughs> but when people are vague you have to be expect that someone might be an inquisitive investigative reporter and want more details. If you just say, like, if you just say, "I work in tech," I would be like, "Oh, where? Or what kind of designer? You product designer? No, I'm Tim Google."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like, you kind of have to expect it.
0: Yeah, um, I know, but I was like, so I was like, I mean, this is like a guy I just met. Didn't I didn't know anybody. It, so like, yeah, I was, but I still think about it.
1: Yeah, you still think about him,
0: and that moment. I still think about. Why he didn't bring me a tray of mozzarella sticks.
1: <laughs> I asked for them 15 minutes ago. <laughs> wow. Um,
0: I just want to say here yes. Do you have anything else on the subject?
1: No, I don't think so. I, have a question I was trying to for you. think what the subject was. Yes, please. <laughs> I have a
0: question for you to wrap up the pod here and okay. wrap up my time here on the East Coast. I've been on the East Coast for oh, yes. very long. And I'm finally coming back home. We will return to our. Uh, YouTube streamy podcast that I'm just not, I'm just not doing while well. I'm sitting on a freaking couch in, uh, Brooklyn. In yeah. yeah, I know. So, um, I, right before, like an hour before this podcast started, I was like, I need a beverage and not just any beverage, the sweet, salty, sickening taste of a Diet Coke, my favorite beverage in the salty. world. Salty. I don't know.
1: It's <laughs> spi- <it's> spi- <laughs> Why
0: is it spicy? <laughs> uh, It's spicy. Uh, (laughs) so I went to the bodega down the street and I just had a very New York experience. There was a very unhealthily overweight looking man. I would not say he was dressed well. He was bald. He was wearing sunglasses, even though it was a quite gloomy day currently. Um, and as I walked in, he is, uh, yelling, I mean, like in a conversational way, he wasn't like uh, being an aggressor. He was yelling at the cashier. I'm like Jake fucking LaMotta. <laughs> uh, as in the boxer, the yeah. boxer, they made Raging the movie bowl, Raging Bull. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, what a New York guy. Yeah. What a New York guy. We love guys from New York. We love gals from New York. Love and them. as just such a quintessence, like you just don't see that in any other city, like a no. guy just like hanging out in the front of a store. And being like, I am, one, I am one. I a kin, me, a guy <laughs> who has $4 in my pocket is akin <laughs> to one of the most famous boxers who's ever laced up the gloves. And I was just yeah. going to ask you, Danielle, do you have any favorite types of New York guy or gal?
1: And I said to you, and I'm going to repeat my answer. When I thought about it, I was like, okay, let me make a list of my favorite types of New Yorkers. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, I love them all. I love them all. I love the Upper West Side intellectuals. I love the Brooklyn hip I love the Williamsburg hipsters who are like the extra hot hipsters. But I also love the true hipsters who are in like Crown Heights and uh, Greenpoint and I love the I love the East Village like NYU kids and punk crusties. I love I love um the Upper East Side fancy people. I love them all. I love them all.
0: I do as well. I I guess I just have like more specifics. I, I, I also love, and it could be of both genders, but I, I do feel like I've had more experience with the the female version of this, which is the older. What is this person?
1: The person <laughs> who's just
0: like s- sees anything in the middle of the street happening, a line, a yeah, show, a sure. musical thing, and just needs to interject <laughs> and be like, "What's go? What is? What is this? Tell it to me."
1: <laughs> I
0: love that too. I love, I love seeing it. It's, uh, it's, I love, I, it's great.
1: I, but here's the thing. I think so much of the attitude of New Yorkers is like a shared across, you know, I was just saying types of New Yorkers. And I think everyone has the same. If you are standing on the street next to whoever, any age, any ethnicity, any religion, if you both see something stupid, you will probably go. What the fuck is this? And then the other person will go. This is fucking guy. You know, like <laughs> you will have a shared moment with that person that is not like other cities. It's definitely not like Toronto. No. It is not like Toronto. But like <laughs> in New York, you'll both. You maybe you'll bust each other's balls. I used to go to the same uh, bodega every day for a diet a diet coke,
0: mm.
1: and every day so the salty. guy who worked there <laughs> would say twenty dollars. <laughs> for one can of diet coke and I would go no no and he'd be like alright for you a dollar <laughs> then every single day at 2pm and that's just like the relationship we had you know and maybe he did that to other girls who came in but I don't care cause that's just like you, a New Yorker relationship you you it's the best it's the best only in New York
0: yeah yeah. I uh, I was like pitching you this topic an hour ago and uh i was talking about my day tomorrow i'm going to a wedding and i have to wear a suit possibly yeah. on the subway and you said are you going to be like an uptown girl guy or whatever i forget <laughs> what, what musical reference there's, was this
1: there's a tiktok person who just films businessmen in their suits walking around cities and the song is my baby oh, takes the morning train very, very
0: musically similar to uptown girl yeah i I was thinking about that sort of thing. I, not that, sh- uh, not because I haven't seen this account, but I was getting on the subway the other evening back to my Airbnb in Williamsburg and packed rush hour. And I'm standing next to a man of similar size and build to me. He was probably more attractive, but he could, he worked out and I, mm-hmm. I have in a bit. <laughs> and, uh, but he's like in a suit. He's got like the shoes. He's got the briefcase. And we're standing like right next to each other. And I'm like, I'm I'm a entertainment info guru. Info, I'm like, I'm an information age worker. I wear jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> You're the
1: laptop class. I
0: wear jeans and a t-shirt. I got headphones on. Yeah. Wired, of course, wired studio headphones. Maybe I'm rocking a flannel shirt. This yeah. is, that is professional for mm-hmm. me because I hell I have coworkers who wear shorts or sweatpants and stuff to the office so I'm right. like oh I gotta wear a collared flannel shirt at least yes. Yes. but I'm sitting next to this guy standing next to this guy and we're right next to each other and I'm like we're not the same I mean I didn't mm-hmm. say it to him but I just thought I'm like this guy puts on a suit every day he like goes to the gym at five in the morning he like crushes it at whatever bank Mm-hmm. But also, like, we're going to the same neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm dressed like a skateboard dad. Yeah, it's two different
1: New Yorker types.
0: Only in New York.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We did get one other question. Oh, okay, cool. Um, And it very specifically says, question for the pod. So I just wanted to make sure we got it, which is from Charles Spears. Any plans to see Asteroid City? The new oh yeah, for S. sure. Anderson film.
0: For sure. I think I think it comes out wide today. Um
1: I can't say I, it's high on my list.
0: <laughs> I can. I'll can't. check it out. The last one, the one that was like the triptych of of, of three stories, uh, I did not care for. Um though I did like l- I did like individual things about it. I had Individually pleasant moments I think the first one The one with Benicio Del Toro Was was the best part of it That should have just been I felt like that should have just been A Netflix show They should have just been like Hey Wes You got three of these Can you make three more And we'll and make them like Five minutes longer And we'll put them on Netflix Like it just wasn't a movie to me Not right. Wes would never stream Never stream And I respect
1: um, that about him
0: I Yeah for that. sure but it felt like, it honestly felt like more of something that belonged on a streaming service than belonged in theaters. Um, uh, but I'll check this out eventually, uh, maybe next weekend or whatever. I'm, I'm on the road. I, I don't got time to see movies.
1: It's not my. Uh like I said, it's not the top of my list. What I will say is, is at the top of my list. It's fat. It's quickly rising on Danny's list of movies. No hard feelings, because Jay Law is making the promo rounds, and oh, she's so she charming.
0: Ate the chicken wings today.
1: <laughs> she sure did, and she's just so charming. And I'm like, yeah, I do want to see you in a comedy, actually. So I, I want to see that. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we'll check out one or both of those before next week's episode. Perhaps, this, perhaps, perhaps. The BB drought era.
1: <laughs> exactly. We're thirsty. We're parched. So thirsty. We're Somehow we're making it through, somehow. Thank you all for your questions and comments um, and for being still in the Discord, even though we don't have any Big Brother or a Survivor to talk about. We really appreciate it. Um, you can follow us at hey Julie on Twitter, at at hey Julie, BB.
0: <laughs> hey Julie, Big Brother at gmail.com. It's an email address, <laughs> and if you don't email it, it 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 hurts. It's in pain. It's like a we little buddy. that's in pain. Week, we though, did get an we email this week. it. No, no. no. <laughs> we it wasn't mean it. or anything, but <laughs> no. it, was,
1: it fell <laughs> it's into not the. Relevant. C-
0: did it fall into the? C- it probably fell into the the role of CMO, uh, C- Chief Marketing Officer.
1: Yeah. What
0: yeah, and you? No, we were talking about our roles at. Hey, oh Julie. yeah, it, oh, I thought
1: God. you. I thought you said it fell into the sea. <laughs> you were gonna talk about
0: no, like the No, sub. no. <laughs> the no we'll We're done with the sub. We're done okay, with the sub. thank
1: you all so much for listening. I'll see. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Julie. Yes, we'll be back next
0: week. We'll hopefully be streaming again. All right. Bye, Julie.